Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Did we just become best friends? Yep. Fantasy Best Friends Forever. Hour number two. Fantasy Best Friends Forever. Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Frank Stample, Greg Sussman here. Hey, uh, Alex. Is, uh, Is Venture here? No. All right. Fantastic. All right. Happy Friday, Greg. Memorial Day weekend. You excited? This is a Friday tradition now. Friday tradition. That's right. Should we call Florio back? Should we call Florio back? Skype Florio, Alex. See if he answers. Yeah, he's probably not. Should I text him? Yeah, yeah, text him. Hey, you want to come off? Yeah, yeah. I feel Uh, bad doing that, though. He already signed off. He's probably, you know. Already like half naked in, in his in his LA condo. Is that what you do when you after a radio show at <laughs> night? Like oh, after I get done with Skype, uh, yeah, it's really hot here. I'm just gonna take all my clothes off. It's like ten a. It's ten a.m. He obviously just woke up a little while ago, and the thing after he's done with this uh, a hit, he just takes his clothes off. Probably not. Is that what you do? I, I don't have a lot of Skype hits, so probably not. <laughs> ah. Greg, are you one of those people that like relaxes in your jeans when you get home, or once you get home, you just it's like down to your skibbies kind of thing. Uh, it kind of depends on the day, um, but a lot of times I'll like I'll sit in my jeans, and then by the time like we start making dinner, I'll put on shorts okay. and a t-shirt. Well, is it weird that I basically leave my jeans on like until I go to bed? Not only it's weird, Kinga gets very mad at me. She's like, "How are you relaxing in jeans?" I don't think it's weird. I, don't, I, don't, um, I, just, I think there's like comfortable. There's certain I days I do the same thing. I'm very comfortable. I do. I, I lay on my the couch. Jeans. I still have my jeans on. I don't know. A lot of times I do the same thing. He yells at me. I think it's different when if you go into a corporate job and you're wearing a suit, right? Like there's no way or like uh, dress pants. Of it's different because you go to work in jeans and a t-shirt. And I'm not saying that derogatively in any way. Like we both wear jeans and a t-shirt. Yes. So it's like it's different than a corporate job. So you're comfortable, just like I'm comfortable. So I, like I said, there are certain there are most days I'll say I'll put on shorts and a t-shirt when I get home. But I don't think it's weird that you wear jeans. Thank you. You're welcome. Now play this clip back to her. She will hate you forever. No, no we, we like IPAs together. We're good. Yeah, there you go. The IPA partners, buddies. Fun fact, um, my dad calls them IPAs. <laughs> <laughs> I IPA expect nothing Ipas. less. <laughs> I, uh, okay, so we'll try to get, we'll text Florio, yes? Oh, I didn't text We'll him. Skype him, yes, Alex? Sure. All right, thank you. So we'll do that, and uh, we'll go over the, the second half of the show. I want to... Um, before we get into some of the two-star pitchers and stuff for next week, I'd like to talk about Lucas Giolito for a little while. Yes. Because, and we'll, have to, we'll do the best bets forever as well, uh, coming up this hour. But I want to talk about Lucas Giolito because I started him yesterday. I had him out of my lineup for most of the day. And then I was like, you know what? I gave out as a pick. I'm starting him. Screw it. I'm Money in. where your mouth is. I am, and I did I it. I love it. And he faced the Houston Astros, the, one of the best lineups in baseball. They're no Minnesota Twins, but they're still pretty good. And they're actually the top hitting team against right-handed pitching in terms of Woba, Greg. Complete, Number one. Complete game shutout for Louis, Lucas Giolito. 
Nine innings, four hits, walked one batter, struck out nine. He almost got stronger as the game went on. His ERA now sits at 2.77. And you look at what Lucas Giolito has done in the month of May. His first start on May 2nd against Boston, three runs over five innings. Since then, he's allowed two runs over 28 innings, his last four starts. He's been absolutely fantastic. What I really like to see, Greg, is over his last three starts specifically, only four walks total. Oh, yeah. That's something that he's always struggled with is his command. But you see the development of his changeup and this this sweeping slider that all of a sudden he's using as well. Is he going to pitch to a 2.77 ERA? No. And I don't want to rain on his parade. This should be something that we're celebrating. This is a top prospect who, you know, had his faults. He had his hardships. And he's figuring it out. I'm rooting for Lucas Giolito. I mean, you know, I don't. Whenever there's top prospects who there's so much hype, uh, there's so many expectations for these guys. They're human, man. It's tough. I mean, Byron Buxton. It's taken him, you know, as many years as Giolito. Those guys basically were the top hitting prospect and the top pitching prospect at the same time. Basically, coming up around you know 2015, 2016. Those were the top prospects, and it's taken them a long time, but they're starting to put it together. And I generally want to root for those guys, and I want them to do well. And so far this year, Giolito has been lights out, Greg. I mean, 2.77 ERA, a 2.78 FIP, 3.77 XFIP. And I'll mention that it's because he still does have a 34.6% hard hit rate against, and he just has a 6.3% home run to fly ball ratio. Mind you, league average is about double that. So Mm -hmm. as the weather starts to heat up in Chicago, he's going to give up a few more home runs. But if he starts to limit the walks the way that he's done – then when he gives up these homers, maybe they're solo shots. Maybe they're two-run shots instead of being the three-run homers or the grand slams that he might have given up in years past. But the swinging strike rate that he possesses right now, much higher than anything he's done before. His first pitch strike percentage, much higher than anything he's done before. He is maturing as a pitcher before our eyes. He is legitimately right now, Greg, a top 40 starting pitcher. Right now, he's a top 40 starting pitcher. Going forward, will he continue to be? Well, the underlying numbers are very good as well. You know, I just laid them out. He's probably closer to that XFIP than a sub-3 ERA guy. He's probably more of a, you know, mid-3s to high-3s ERA. But he is doing nice things this year in terms of getting more swings and misses and showing more command. I mean, he struggled with his fastball command mightily. In years past, and the fastball velocity is actually up, but the development of this changeup that he's using now, Greg, to be able to do this against the Houston Astros, this is, you know, pun intended, it is astronomical what he is doing. I mean, look at a a guy like Chris Sale just faced the Astros a week ago. Five walks, ten strikeouts, only lasted five innings. Giolito just went a complete game. I will yeah, say one of this. The best offenses. I know. No George Springer. No Jose Altuve. I know. It's not, you know, it's a far cry from where their lineup has been. It was like Tony Kemp was in there. And, uh, and Alemis Diaz, Yuli Gurriel, Max Stassi well, played. last time I checked, Carlos Correa was still there, Greg. He was. Alex Bregman was still there. He was. Was Michael Brantley in the lineup? He was. So that's three pretty damn good hitters. And he dominated them, Greg. To be able to go into Houston. Actually, Michael Brantley was two for was two for four. But. To go into Houston and do that, I mean, this is a this is a, a huge achievement for Lucas Giolito. And if you picked him up, you should feel damn good about what you have on your hands because I do think that it's a potential top forty starting pitcher. 
Lucas Giolito had that former top prospect pedigree, still just 24 years old. I know that many people want to write these guys off when they don't succeed at first, but he has a good second half last year, I think, Frank, if I remember correctly. A good second half last year, and he came out of the gate, had a couple of struggles, and now he's pitching really, really well, Lucas Giolito, uh, somebody that is slowly entering uh, that circle of trust. Yeah, he is. Uh, I think that's a that's a good way to phrase it, right? So, is this a guy who you're just plugging into your lineup? He started against the Astros. What are you avoiding? Well, personally, Greg, you would have started. I told you I wouldn't have started him. I, it's just it's a really bad spot, and you know, especially in Houston. His next start comes at home against the Kansas City Royals. You will have him out there for that one. I will have him out there for that one. Cool. All right. That's correct. So, yeah, he is uh, he is entering the circle of trust, and I do have a Florio update. Sure. Maybe not in the circle of trust. No, I'm kidding. I certainly uh, not. He has uh, he's recording one of his own podcasts in the next fifteen minutes. Maybe he, he wants booked a guest for it. But maybe he wants us on it. And it could be a, a simulcast. Probably not. All right. Yeah. So no Florio here. All right. It's all right, we'll hold that on for Greg. I mentioned with Florio, we'll do all the two star pitchers and, and matches pick up in a little bit. We'll get the best bets forever too. But I was joking with Florio and Frank a few moments ago about Minnesota and their decimation of Matt Harvey yesterday. And and it's worth getting into just how ridiculous they are. They had eight home runs yesterday. Eight! That's like one day of Glaber Torres home runs against the Orioles. Like, that's the kind of level the Twins were at yesterday. That's like almost as many home runs as the Marlins have on the season, Greg. Same with the Orioles. Probably not true. No, it's not. Miguel Sano had two home runs. Max Kepler had one. Johnny Scope had a couple. CJ Crone had one. Jorge Polanco had one. Eddie Rosario had one. I'm excited that we get to talk to Jim Asanis later because he's got to be giddy about his Minnesota Twins. And rightfully so. I mean, this offense is phenomenal, and I don't know if it's something that they told them within the organization. But realistically, so what I'm thinking, Greg, is what do you tell your organization to help them to square the ball up better? Is it is it just that, you know, down the line, everyone is seeing the ball better? And are they telling them, hey, just swing the bat as hard as you possibly can? To me, that would lend itself to, okay, they're hitting home runs, but they're also striking out a lot. But that isn't the case. It's not like they're striking out no. at some astronomical rate nope. right now. Like, they have guys who are batting well over 300. We're talking about Jorge Polanco as one of the, the biggest breakouts so far this season. And they're doing all this, Greg, without Nelson Cruz. Without Nelson Cruz. Correct. It's insane. So I, I thought this offense was going to be really good. I mean, this is way better than anything I could have even imagined, Greg. So... You know, if Max Kepler is out there, and I think that he's day-to-day and he's dealing with something, but if there's anyone who's available that's a Minnesota Twins player right now, like, I have Miguel Sano written down as a 12-team ad grade because he's only owning 49% of Yahoo League, so he might be lurking around there a little bit, and I've always been a Miguel Sano guy, and he fits right in. He's actually going to strike out more than the rest of these guys, but, I mean, he was hitting the ball hard. He was a StatCast hero before StatCast was a thing. I mean, this was a a hard-hit-rate guy before... We openly talked about hard hit rate. I mean, Miguel Sano mashes, but he does strike out a lot. But if he's available, I would go out there and try and get him. Can I interest you at all, Greg, in deeper leagues, in Luis Arias, who has been playing recently for the Twins, and it was actually on this show last week that we got the update that he was being called up, and he's kind of like another utility guy for them. Do you have any interest there? Minimal. I'm not spending a significant amount, but I put up a couple of bucks, a couple of shekels on him. In a 15-teamer, maybe? Correct. Okay. Not a 12-team league, but there's no room for him. But. Yeah, so he started each of the past four games. The only thing is that it's crowded, you know? Like Marwin Gonzalez is already there, and he's their utility guy. And then Nelson Cruz is going to come back. So, you know, I've, I've had a few questions about Luis Arias, and 
you look at his minor league numbers, this is not a guy who strikes out a lot. Uh, kind of like his teammate, uh, Williams Asudio. He made a lot of contact in the minors. La Tortuga! I was watching the Twins game the other day, and they were, uh, they were actually talking about a like, feature story about him where he gets really, really, really angry at himself if he ever strikes out. So that's what he prides himself in. He's played in five games. He has 19 plate appearances, zero strikeouts. So it's kind of a breath of fresh air for today's day and age of baseball where everyone's swinging for the fences and a lot of other players are obviously striking out in baseball, but Luis Arias is one that is not. He has a 50% line drive rate. So AL only, I would add him. I would look at him in 15 teamers. You know, Maybe stash him a little bit and, and see if this is just a flash in the pan or if he's legit, but... I do worry about his playing time moving forward. So for those who were asking about Luis Arias, there's our breakdown. All right. Um, I have to read you this line I just found from Scott Pianowski in his article today on Yahoo. It's closing time. It's an amazing first line. Ready? Yes. The way Matt Harvey's pitching these days, you wonder how he's not on the Orioles. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it man. was really good. It's almost a prerequisite to uh, have like a six ERA to be in the Orioles pitching staff. Nah, I mean, look, John Means has been pretty good, but everyone else, mm, not so hot. I thought, it was, I thought that was really good. Um, and again, like we've talked about, it's, they don't really have anyone waiting in the wings either. Like, we've heard Hunter Harvey's name for a while now, Greg, but he's dealt with so many injuries too. And you know, looking at their, their top pitching prospects, none of them are really that close. Like, I'm looking at their, their pipeline right now on MLB.com, and it's a lot of these guys are 2021, 2022. I have one here, Keegan Atkin, 2019 ETA. He had a 3.92 ERA at AAA. Is he the savior? I don't think so. Probably not. Hunter Harvey, someone we've heard a lot about for a long time. His ETA is 2019. Would you like to guess his ERA, Greg, at AA this season? Uh, probably 5.81. Very close, 5.45. Not bad. Not bad. Not looking great for Baltimore. Uh, the Miami Marlins complete the sweep again. Back-to-back sweeps. Miami's hot. Who would have thought, Greggy? You know the they Mar- did do it against the Mets and the Tigers. What? They're going up against the Nationals now. We just got swept by the Mets. Did you know the Marlins and the Nationals each have the same amount of losses? Howie. Yeah. I said the Mets and the Nationals? I, meant Mar- I said Marlins and Nationals, right? Marlins and Nationals. I said it right, okay. Yeah. 31 losses. What are the chances that the uh, Marlins can pull off another sweep here? Well, hopefully they go over. I had them over in our pool. <laughs> Gosh, man. Oh, the Nationals are spiraling right now while the Miami Marlins are hot. Great. Uh, Trevor Richards, man. Five and two-thirds. One earned run yesterday. Six Ks. Matty Boyd. Six Only one innings. walk, which I think was the biggest thing for Trevor Richards. And I know you've been teasing this. I think we can mention it now. I think Trevor Richards is actually one of the more intriguing two-star pitchers for next week, Greg, because of the matchups. He's at home in Marlins Park against San Francisco. Love it. And then he's at Petco against the Padres. Like that, too. Not really that daunting. He really hasn't pitched well, but in deeper leagues, he's probably one of the top two-star pitchers next week. Probably so. We'll get over into the two-star pitchers all across the board coming up in a little bit, as well as the fantasy best bets forever, as well as the Jason Stark trivia question of the week coming up. Jason Stark trivia question of the week. We got a lot still to go over here, Greg. And we it's do. worth mentioning that our FanDuel contest will be live once again. Absolutely. Tonight. I haven't made my lineup yet. And we've actually been running for money the past couple weeks, so make sure... Nothing less. Make sure you, if you've been in the contest, you just set your lineup. Again, if you've been in it in weeks past, you're already in the contest. You just have to go to your friends tab on oh. FanDuel. You can do that on the app. This is not you good, You can do friend. that 
on the desktop and set your lineup. So if you've been in there before, it's 20-person contest, top three pay out, $2 entry, so nothing crazy here. Uh, if you want to invite, tweet at me at roto underscore Frank or leave a comment on YouTube uh, sending us your FanDuel username, and we will try to get you in there. This is not good. So on Fridays, I usually uh, talk to my buddy Jim Sonis, who he gives me like his top plays, but we're doing NASCAR today. Well, so I mean, I you could probably still ask him your top plays, like well, then off the record, and he'll then, tell you. But then you'll know what they are. I don't want you to know. Will I? I guess. probably won't be paying attention. That's not very nice. You don't pay attention to the shows we have on this network. Well, most of the time while you're filming stuff, Greg, I am editing stuff. Yeah, so. mostly kind of like eating. Well, yeah, I like to eat. <laughs> See, it's the uh, CC Sabathia, Greg Sussman, Frank. But you're Cameron just like right. you're 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 okay. You just look up the the weight. You're okay. Yeah, yeah. No? We, 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 you could always do better, Greg. You have to hold, your, hold yourself to a high standard. You Frank. could always do better. Oh, God. I, I don't know. Just, I, should I just start like Robbie Ray tonight? That's nuts. I can't do that. Oh, that's actually one of my best bets forever, Greg. Robbie Ray? Yes. I'm not Ooh. a big Robbie Ray guy. But, uh, the Arizona Diamondbacks. Their money line? Only minus 126? We'll get in the fantasy in Oracle best. Park. We'll get in the best bets forever coming up a little bit later on in the program. But when we come back, the Jason Stark should be question of the week. Any two-star pitchers? that are on the waiver wire that could help you. More from your BFFs right after this. Lose weight now. Go to fat100.com. Lose that unwanted belly fat today and get free information at fat100.com. Fit in the dress or pants or bathing suit you've always wanted to. Go to fat100.com. Lose 10, 20, or more pounds immediately. Go to fat100.com. For free information on how you can lose weight, go to fat100.com. Fat100.com. That's fat100.com. What's your IRS problem? Do you owe back taxes? Is there a lien placed on your property? Have your bank accounts been frozen or seized? Have your wages been garnished? Are you being audited by the IRS? Are they sending you letters that demand actions and have urgent due dates? Well, solving your tax problems is as easy as calling Taxes 321. The IRS is the largest collection agency in the world. You need the best representation to give you peace of mind. You need experienced professionals that can cut through the red tape and stop the collection process. If you have a serious problem with the IRS, call the Taxes 321 network today. We'll get them off your back. 800-961-3631 Let DailyRoto.com guide you to victory as you swing for the fences playing Daily Fantasy Baseball. Become the 8th Daily Roto lineup optimizer to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament or become part of the growing community who have won thousands of dollars. If you're playing MLB DFS and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Enter promo code FNTSY for a 10% discount. The 2019 MLB Daily Roto Premium Package at DailyRoto.com. Use the promo code FNTSY and get your 10% discount today. Frankie and I going over our FanDuel lineups here. We are stacking, spoiler alert, uh, Rockies and Orioles. The game total tonight in that one is 12. 
It is 12. That's ridiculous. That is correct, Greg. And we referenced that earlier in the week. I said, you know, these totals are probably going to be like 12 and a half. Pretty close. Are you ready for the Jason Stark trivia question of the week? Probably as ready as I'll ever be, Greg, which is not that ready. But let's go. There are three players that are active who are working on a current streak. So it's an active streak of 20 home runs or more for the last eight years in a row. Three players, 20 or more home runs, eight years in a row. Pujols? You think he's, been 20? You think he's gotten to 20? He hasn't been hurt? I don't think he ever missed 20. The one that comes to mind, so the two that come to my mind immediately are Eddie Encarnacion. I don't know if he's done an eight. That's and probably true. Nelly Cruz. He's done a million years in a row. Yeah. Wasn't there one year where he was like severely hurt, though? Maybe. And he missed time? Possible. Those seem like good guesses, though. Um, no, you know what I was going to say? Longoria. That's a good one. Evan Longoria. That's a good one. Is, um, Anyone in the chat? Anyone in the chat have a guess? Let's see. Eight straight seasons of 20 home runs. Does anyone have anything? Bryce Harper hasn't been around long enough. Trout hasn't been around long enough, right? Stanton? You've been around? Probably. Alex, you got anything down there? Robinson Cano. When in doubt, Mike Trout. Mike Trout has seven. So I, the, Mike Trout is on seven. This, is, this would be his eighth year, I think. So that's kind of where the question comes Joe from. Joe with a mustache saying Miguel Cabrera. I don't think he had 20 last year. Though. I don't think he had, Trout has had 20 in seven full seasons. Season got cut this short. Would be eight. Jose Abreu hasn't been around long enough. No. I agree with the Pujols, Joe with a mustache. Mm. Arenado, has he been around for eight years? I don't think so. I don't think so. What are we forgetting here? Maybe nobody. Andrew McCutcheon. Yeah? I think so. Yeah. All right, well, we need a lot of names. Should I look at the answer? Uh, yeah. Okay. Here we go. Donaldson? We got all three. Nelson Cruz, 10 in a row. Okay. Stanton, 9 in a row. We're getting a write-in for Adam Jones right now. McCutcheon, McCutcheon, eight in a row. Okay. A lot of close calls, seven in a row. My guy, Edwin Encarnacion. Mm. Kyle Seeger also has seven in a row. Wow. Six in a row, two names we did not bring up. Anthony Rizzo and Justin Upton. Yeah, I didn't think the longevity would be there for those guys. But we only got three out of eight? There's only three. Oh, 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 I think you said, why did you think you said? Eight years in a row. You said eight years in Three a row. players. Yeah, I'm bugging. Uh, and at least seven, seven of the last nine years, these players have done it. Cano, Jay Bruce, Albert oh, Pujols. Albert Bruce. That's a good one. Albert Pujols, Curtis Granderson, Adam Jones. So there it is. Alrighty. So they've you done got it, two and I got They've one. done it seven of the last nine years, not eight in a row. So who, it was McCutcheon. It was? Stanton. Stanton. Nelly Cruz. Okay. All right. Hey, good job. Pretty good. That was fine. You know what? Right. It was kind of an easy question, I thought, this year. This yeah. time. It wasn't one of the harder ones. No, it wasn't. So. Still pretty good. Stimulates the mind. All right, Frank, you wanted to get into some of the deeper league guys ads, yeah? Yeah. Uh, you know, I'll just throw some names out there. You tell me, uh, look, we're going to have to set some waivers together this weekend. We have a few 15-team leagues that we play in, and I'll throw some names out there, and you tell me how interested you are. How about uh, J.D. Davis? You asked about him early on. Well, you were interested in him, so I asked about it. Well, yeah, he's got the good battle numbers and it seems like he's gonna play oh, I have an spot right I have an idea for FanDuel I looked at your list 
Will Keon Broxton be in the lineup tonight for the Orioles? We'll find out shortly. I'm interested. 2,800. Are you interested in him in 15-team league? Yes, I am. Power speed comedy? Yeah, I am, because I think he's going to get a chance in that outfield to play every day. He's Even a, if it's just temporary. Like, I'm not, you know, you, like, 1-2%. We're not relying on Keon Broxton to be a, a savior. But, like, he's going to play every day for this Baltimore team because it's terrible. Particularly the outfield. It's awful. For now. Because, I mean, Austin Hayes is probably going to be up at some point. Sure. Sure. Using the LDS. No doubt. But right now, I, he's better than Stevie Wilkerson. Oh, come on, Greg. I picked up Stevie Wilkerson in the main event last week. Dude, he's going to go off this weekend in Colorado. That's part of the reason why I picked him up, to be honest. You put him in your lineup tonight? Maybe. What's See, the, what, what is, uh, he's probably outfield eligible. What is, what is his? 3400 It's expensive. Yeah. They pump some of these guys up when they go to Coors Field, Greg. So, come on, don't. But anyway. Don't, I, don't play Stevie Wilkerson. So, Keon, job so Keon Broxton is a good enough outfielder. To play every day. He's got a power speed combo. I think he's worth picking up. Yeah, I do. White Smith is still going to play, although he's a terrible fielder. Oh, my God. We've been reminded of that he multiple times this week. so bad. <laughs> Who else plays the other outfield spot? Is it Boom Boom, or does he normally uh, DH? Boom Boom's played a lot of right field. A lot yeah, of right so field. They have Stevie Wilkerson. Trey Mancini and Dwight Smith, according to roster resources. Those, those guys who play the most who's their, D- who's their DH? Renato Nunez. And then they have Rio Ruiz, who plays third, and they have Chris Davis, who plays first. But All right, well, we did the Chris Davis thing. That was fun. little redemption story. But you know, can we just get Trey Mancini at first base and, and have Keon Broxton play every day now? The thing is, I don't want it to come at Stevie Wilkerson's expense, Greg. That's what it comes down to. I, I don't want it probably will. Wilkerson to lose playing time. But he, he's one of the only guys who deserves, who deserves the playing time, Greg. He's actually earned it. He's playing well. Stevie Wilkerson on the season, Greg. Brandon High will do whatever he has to do. 258 batting average. All right, whatever. He's not lighting the world on fire, but five homers, 13 runs, 13 ribbies in 27 games. 40% hard hit rate for Stevie Wilkerson. He's one of the guys who actually deserves to play. So, I don't know. We'll see who, whose expense it comes at, but they can easily finagle these things where, you know, they can split time with Rio Ruiz and Renato Nunez at third. They can obviously give Chris Davis days off, but... They clearly signed Keon Broxton for a reason. He has that interesting power-speed combination. Always going to hurt your batting average. Strikes out a lot. But in a five-outfielder league, especially AL only, I think, I think Keon Broxton's on the radar, Greg. I would rather own J.D. Davis than him, though. Okay. That's what, I, that's what I would say. Okay. What else you got? What else? What other deeper league guys? I know this is going to sound so ridiculous, Greg. Mark Hanna fits here. It, it goes... Mark Hanna fits here, right? Yes. Okay. Uh, this is basically just... It's my uh, mantra of old veterans. All right. Carlos Gomez. Oh, God. <laughs> Greg, he hit a home run and stole a base yesterday. He oh, ran God. out of his cleat. Don't do this. He's going to play, no? Yeah, he'll play. <laughs> He's not good. You're out. Yes. Carlos Gomez. The no. prodigal son has no. returned to City Field. Do we have any money left in GDD? We do, right? I think so. We, we, we have like 30 bucks, right? Means we still have to put in bits. You don't want to put in bids? No, he's still have to put in bids, I'm saying. We, oh, we have 29 bucks. We're, we're all right. All right. You want to bid on Kavan Biggio? You have a little bit of fun. Sure. <laughs> we need everything, so. We need everything. We, have, we were not on our money with our hitters this year at all. We've, uh, we've actually gained four and a half points this week. It went down from five yesterday. Yeah. All right, well. Yeah. We'll figure that out later on. So, all right. Uh, you're out on Carlos Gomez. Yes. I'm just going to throw out some names. And you sure. You tell me. Yeah, yeah. How about Sean Newcomb? I'm in. You're in. 
I don't want to overbid because I think Craig Kimbrell winds up in Atlanta. Luke Jackson, uh, I believe he pitched two scoreless innings last night and ended up they were, getting the win. Great. They were holding him back for the save, weren't they? I think they were. And then Sean Newcomb last night pitched the seventh. So that's not so good. Maybe we shouldn't bid on him. So Luke, J- Luke Jackson, two innings pitched, got the win, three strikeouts. Six. Were they on the two road? They're, they're on the road? Yeah. Yeah, they were at San Francisco. Maybe we shouldn't spend anything on Newcomb. I mean, I think if you play in a 15-team league, and normally I like to have three relievers on my team that I could at least speculate for saves in my lineup. If you lost Wade Davis, if you lost like Chris Martin or something like that, sure, you'll have a bid on uh, Scott Oberg, Sean Kelly, but when you're talking about who is the next reliever up this week that you can at least speculate for saves, I would probably say it's Kelly, it's Oberg, and then it's Sean Newcomb. Not that it's necessarily going to happen. Sure. But we're just talking about speculating in deeper leagues here. So we'll put Sean Newcomb in that mix. Also, if, you're, if you want to speculate uh, at all, uh, Araldis Chapman didn't pitch two days in a row for the last two days for some reason. Like, he pitched, got the save uh, two nights ago. Yeah, and he always, you always kind of have that knee thing in the back of your mind when it comes to Chapman. So Zach Britton, who's battling his own wear and tear, uh, pitched the ninth for the Yankees yesterday, got a save. Revenge game save, Greggy. Revenge game save, indeed, against Baltimore. So he would be fourth on your list this week in terms of... If I had to choose somebody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think okay. so. Uh, how about Luis Rangifo, Greggy? And the reason why I throw this back... I think you bring up Rangifo every week. Huh? Well, I'm going to bring him up because uh, Andrelton Simmons is probably going to miss the next, like, two months. He has a grade three ankle, which means, like, he tore something in his ankle. Yep. So, Rangifo... Rangifo! He's going to play every day. And he's got the stolen base upside, no? Yeah. He hasn't really hit when he's been in the majors, though. He hasn't yet, but really small sample size. Definitely. I have interest, uh, especially in deeper leagues, if you, know, if, you, if you lost Anderson Simmons on your team, if you lost Robinson Cano, you need stolen bases. Everyone's trying to find stolen bases, Greg. You know, Malik Smith hasn't worked out. You need stolen bases? Luis Rangifo. Okay. Luis I'll, throw, I'll throw his name in the hat as well. All right. Luis Rangifo makes That's our... too cut. crazy. You know, 2-3%. Sure. How about Almora, Greg? How about Albert Almora? He's been, he's been playing and he's hot. You guys were talking about him last week. I was kind of out of nowhere. I picked him up in the main event last week, and he hit a grand slam this week. I don't know anything that Almora is doing. Although I I looked at the batted ball numbers, they're they're really not great. But right, him while he's hot. This is the Greg Sussman theory. Yeah, I mean, it's true. And he's playing. He's playing every day. He offers such good defense that they keep him in the lineup and. Whatever he contributes offensively. So in 46 games, 153 plate appearances, he's got five homers, 20 runs scored, 18 ribbies, two stolen bases. He's batting 268, Greg. And for Almora, I believe he's played every game but one, dating back to May 12th. Every game but one. So he's playing. He's playing, and he's in a really good lineup. He's in the Cubs lineup. So can I interest you in Albert Almora? Five outfielder leagues, Greg. Would you rather have Albert Armour or like Keon Broxton and J.D. Davis? I would, I would I, rank J.D. Davis to the highest of that group just because I, I'm intrigued by the, the small sample size, like stat cast numbers that we've seen. I think he has some upside. Uh, but then I, w- I would go Almora just because I, I know that he's going to play. I don't necessarily know that about Keon Broxton yet. So I would rank it J.D. Davis, Albert Almora, and then Keon Broxton. If you play in deeper 15-team leagues. Okay. You start five outfielders, you're desperate. That's how I would rank it. Okay. We brought his name up, Greg. Uh, any interest in Hanser Alberto? Yeah, okay. yeah. In deeper leagues, I am. Alberto's been really hot. I think he's batting now on the season over 300 or very, very close to it. 
So because of that, I'm interested in him. Certainly he's in Colorado this weekend. That'll be good. The Orioles are just bombs away. He's playing every day at second base. Uh, right now, he's betting 290, so it went down. He's betting 290. Got a couple of home runs, a couple of steals. I- I'm interested, Frank. Over the last 30 days, he is batting 303 with two homers, eight ribbies, and two stolen bases. So he's not lighting the world on fire. Over the past week, specifically, the past seven days, he's hitting 471 with one homer and one stolen base. So he's playing. That's all you could ask for right now. So this is I, we're not throwing any money on this, but again, 15-teamer. You need a middle infielder. You're desperate. That's where Hanser Alberto comes into the mix, Greg. All right, Hanser Alberto, if you're absolutely desperate, could be somebody to potentially pick up. Uh, you had a couple other players you want to talk about dropping, Frank. I named the big ones earlier with Florio, Robinson Cano, Joey Votto, Domingo Santana. Who else do you think it's time to say goodbye to? So, Michael Franco, Greg, over the past 30 days, I was looking this up earlier. I believe he's batting under 200. Uh, the hot start that he got off to um, did not last. Did not last very long. So, over the past 30 days, a 179 batting average for Michael Franco with a 212 OBP. Uh, that's a 475 OPS over the past 30 days for Michael Franco. Only has one home run during that span as well. Scott Kingery is back. It seems like he's going to start to lose playing time. So I think in 12-team leagues, you could probably cut bait with Michael Franco. 15-teamers, it's a little bit harder because he's still going to play most of the time. I would probably try to find a way to get him on my bench in a 15-teamer. Like if Rowdy Telez was, you know, lurking out there, I would, I would try and add him or maybe even a Kevin Crone and just leave Michael Franco on my bench in a deeper league. But if he's your worst player... I don't have a problem dropping him. Yeah, I don't really either. Um, got off the hot start. Uh, it went sour very quickly. Um, I don't have a problem dropping Michael Franco. Like I said, I was really, I, I'm glad we had the Domingo Santana conversation because I, I look at one of my teams and I, he's now on the bench. That means I have to start David Dahl instead. Yeah. But David Dahl going up against uh, Orioles pitching. I want to drop David Dahl, but not today. I want him for this week. So between David Dahl and Daniel Murphy, Greg, or both, who will not be in the lineup tonight because they're going up against a lefty? Oh, God. I'm going to say they're both not in the lineup. Tonight. I agree. Against Orioles pitching, which is when you want these guys in your lineup most. I will say right now, at 1.36 p.m. Friday, May 24th, Daniel Murphy and David Dahl will both not be in the lineup tonight. I do have two lineups if you'd like me to read them out. Sure. Uh, we got the Twinkies lineup tonight against Reynaldo Lopez and the White Sox. As Max Kepler leads off, D.H. Jorge Polanco, Marwin Gonzalez, Eddie Rosario, C.J. Crone, Miguel Sano, John Scope, Jay Castro, Byron Buxton. Back in the lineup. Right, so Pretty standard again. lineup. No uh, Luis Arias in there. No Williams Castillo. Um, no. Williams La- Asudillo. Thank you. La and, Tortuga. And no Nelson Cruz yet either. Because there was some speculation he would be he, activated today. He is not in the lineup today for Minnesota. Not there yet. Okay. They also have Kansas City's lineup for later, which looks to be their standard lineup. Merrifield, Lopez, Mondesi, uh, Alex Gordon, Hunter Dozier, Jorge Soler, Ryan O'Hearn, Martin Maldonado, and Bill Hamilton. Already. All right. So there you go. Uh, that's the Royals for later. It all kind of seems to uh, be pretty good. Greg, I know I bring up Nick Pavetta every week, but... But now you have a reason to. You might actually start. Correct. Correct. So can I interest you in Nick Pavetta? You can if he starts. Vinny Velasquez also might get that start. But they should probably go back and watch when we gave a funeral to his fantasy value. We did. We played the the music. 
See you, Vince Velasquez. Yeah. Vinny Velasquez could get the start. It's going to be Velasquez or Pavetta. I believe that's on Tuesday. Does that set either one of them up for a two-star week, potentially? Uh, it might not. I don't know. I tell you that right now, the Phillies have uh, six games. So it does not. Okay. But, no, it's on Tuesday. Oh. So they, that's their, their first game is on Tuesday. It's not on Monday. Okay. So, yeah. It seems like, assuming whoever gets that spot and doesn't just completely get blown up, like, I could see a scenario where Nick Pavetta starts on Tuesday, gets completely shellacked, and they're like, all right, well, we're going to go with Vince Velasquez now in the second start. Yeah, that's the issue. So that might happen, or he can be awesome, and then he'll have a second start later in the week. But both of those matchups come against the Cardinals and the Dodgers, so don't feel great about that, Greg. Probably not. Um, but Pavetta, has he done anything in the minors to get him to start over Vinny? Well, yeah, I spoke about him... On Monday, when we were talking about... Like, Long time ago now. Just bidding smaller amounts on him. But he is getting a lot of strikeouts. Uh, the problem over is 12 he's also walking a lot of guys right now. He, Seems to be an issue. He's had at least three walks in, in every start he's made in the minors. With, and over his past two starts, he's had four walks in each start. So he's getting a ton of strikeouts. The ERA stands at 3-4-1. But... The walks are still an issue, so what happened? He's getting the strikeouts. We know that. We know that Nick Pavetta is capable of getting strikeouts. But when you walk a lot of guys and you start giving up home runs with guys on base, those things can happen in Citizens Bank Park. That's where we worry. Two-star pitchers, the best bets forever. Come here right next. Made Sailors is the leading cleaning service in New York City and Boston. We service homes, offices, corporate apartments, and Airbnb turnarounds. Give us a call or a text at 212-299-5170 to book now. That's 212-299-5170. Use the promo code FNTSY for 15% off your first cleaning. For more information, go to madesailors.com. That's madesailors.com. Put your money where your mouth is and take a shot by opening a sports wagering account with FanDuel, New Jersey's largest sports book. Go to FanDuel.com slash grid where you'll receive a free bet of up to $500. That's a free bet of up to $500 when you open a sports wagering account at FanDuel.com slash grid. Point spreads, game totals, props, parlays, and in-game wagering on college and pro sports, and you're in control. Go to FanDuel.com slash grid. Open your new account and claim your free wager of up to $500 today. Maurice Allen, 2015-2016 European Long Drive Tour Champion, 2017 World Number One. Me personally, I keep my game face on me all the time. Especially coming out of the bunker, leaving the range, or even leaving the course. What's your story? Go to GameFaceGrooming.com for all your athletic facial wipes and body cleansing needs. The morning after. Yeah, nothing oh, like a rich white cold. blonde girl getting involved in the rap wars, huh? Right, but you know what? He posted, and now he's got, I think we counted it, 38 million people following him. Now 38 million people who may not know who Toronto or the Raptors. Now all of a sudden they're interested. So I think everybody wins when a guy like Drake gets involved. White girls buy albums, too. <laughs> Weekdays, 9 a.m. Eastern on FNTSY Radio and on your popular podcast providers.
Fantasy Best Friends Forever. Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Frank Stample, Greg Sussman here on a Friday giving out our best bets for tonight. It's the Fantasy Best Bets Forever. Best Bets Forever. Best Bets Forever. Uh, we've been doing really well. It's been a re- people couldn't hate us anymore, Greg. It's been a really, really strong week of uh, wagers for us or picks for us. So let's keep it rolling and rock, uh, rock and roll to the end. Frank, who you got tonight? Yeah, so I actually have three plays that I really like a lot. Wow, okay, wow, okay. Uh, and I was looking at this This number has actually, uh, a lot of money is coming in on the Diamondbacks because when I looked at this earlier, they were like minus 110, now up to minus 128 money line. But I do like Robbie Ray going up against the San Francisco Giants. Normally a guy who is prone to giving up home runs, but if there's one ballpark that can mitigate that, it is Oracle Park in San Francisco. And he's going up against Drew Pomeranz, a pitcher who I don't have a lot of faith in. So... I do like the Arizona Diamondbacks money line at minus 128 a ton. Greg, you mentioned this game during the break. I don't like the sides, but I like the total a lot here. It's Jared Eikhoff going up against Chase Anderson. I like the over nine runs a lot. In Miller Park, Chase Anderson, this is a guy who's just, I mean, he's going to get lit up. He's just going to get lit up. And Jared Eikhoff, his past couple of starts, hasn't looked great as well. I still do like Eikhoff from a fantasy perspective, but really don't like him Tonight in that spot in Miller Park going up against the Milwaukee Brewers. So I like over nine there. And then the final one, Greggy, it is uh, Shane Beaver going up against Blake Snell. I like the under seven and a half as well. So for me, uh, I really only had two that I kind of called out to me today. Uh, the first was Robbie Ray. I'm totally with you with Arizona. The home run prone guy in San Francisco should mitigate that a bit. So I, I like Arizona, although Drew Power has pitched the right. Um, so I like the Arizona Diamondbacks. And another game that you mentioned, actually, it's that Phillies game, the Phillies and Brewers. I think Chase Anderson gets blown up tonight. And I think Eikhoff does a good enough job in Miller Park. Phillies are a slight dog in this one. And I'm going to take it. I, I like the Philadelphia Phillies tonight uh, in Milwaukee. So there you go. You have uh, four solid bets between the two of us. Four solid bets. Pick your poison. Pick your poison. We'll see how we did. Pick them all. Don't look at that. You know who I kind of like tonight also? I have to pick a third. What's up? You, since you did three, I'll do three. I like the Marlins at plus 122. Going for their seventh win Pablo in a row. Pablo Lopez, stay hot. Pablo Miami Lopez. Marlins. I was looking at that as well. I kind of like it. Hey, I really want to throw a future down <laughs> on uh, the WNBA championship. <laughs> Alex was looking at that this morning, too. So I wanna, what is going I on? I want to root for the Las Vegas Aces. That's what I want to do. So do it. Best team in the league. But the problem is... The best team in the league. You're, you're not getting a lot of value here. I, I, re- they, they I respect, by the do, way. They have to do a 180 because they were one of the worst teams in basketball last year. Well, they have good, really good players. They traded for Liz Cambage. They have Asia awesome, Wilson, right? And they had the first overall pick. They drafted some knockdown shooter out of Notre Dame. So, and Asia Wilson is awesome. She's amazing. She is awesome. So you're not really getting great value. They're, they're the favorites. They're plus 280 to win the, the, the championship, but it's basically wide open. By the way, the WNBA season actually kicks off today. We've got two games tonight in the WNBA. As the first game is at 7.30 as the Atlanta Dream is hosting Dallas. And then the Liberty out in Westchester, as Alex told me today, uh, are hosting the Indiana Fever. Yeah, the New York Liberty and the Indiana Fever... Um that should be a barn burner, Greg, because uh, they are both 100-1 to 1 to win the WNBA championship. So not two of the favorites. That's okay. Not two of the favorites, but we'll see what happens. Go Liberty! New York! Nah, I'm an Aces fan, Greg. Let's go. You're an Aces fan. You're a front runner. No, I'm not. Come on. You, I mean, are. I was a fan of Asia Wilson going back to last year, Greg. I, I, I started the bandwagon. Started the Las Vegas Aces bandwagon. How many people could say that? Huh? 
Alex, do you you have a lean tonight in WNBA? I mean, you were looking at this completely without unbeknownst I mean, I, to us. I can't I can't talk about the games, Greg, but I, I do just want the Las Vegas Aces to win the championship. Look at the spread. Look at the spread of the sports book. What do you think? What are you thinking about? I have them right here in front of me. What's the deal tonight? Not- the Atlanta Dream are laying ten against the Dallas Wings. All right, and the New York Liberty are laying three against Indiana. I like Atlanta. I like Atlanta because Dallas, I believe, is who this campaign played for last year, right? And they traded, and she demanded to be traded. So I, I can't really tell. You. Yeah, so I think I think I have that right. She played for yeah, she played for Dallas last year. And when you lose a player, the prominence of Liz Cambage, you're probably be pretty bad. Ten point dogs an opening night, even the dream. And if you're watching the morning after, I heard Joe Ranieri talking about this that early on in the season, it's actually a very profitable strategy to lay the points with the favorites because you do see you know some of these lesser teams get off to slow starts and uh, the favorites are more likely to cover early on in the season. He said something like a 60% clip this early in the season. So, I think you're on to something, Greggy. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Is Gabe going to the sportsbook? Because I'll send him some money, man. I Give me that future bet. Quite positive he is. The Las Vegas Aces. I want it. Or Mike Cardano, our fearless leader. He lives in Jersey. I need someone to help me out, Greg. It's crazy. Liz Cambage has played all over the world. She was originally assigned to Tulsa, but refused to play for, played for them very briefly, and she didn't really want to. So she played in China for like ever. And came back last year and obviously signed the deal with Dallas and refused to play with Dallas. Yeah, she's actually a hothead, too. I, yeah, I remember she's a loose year, cannon. She got, like, ejected for, from a few games. She was getting technical fouls that seemed, like, left and right. She, and I've said this before, she kind of reminds me of, like, the, uh, the WNBA version of Draymond Green, Grady. You Someone did say that you don't want to play against, but you love to have on your team. Like a fiery basketball player. And she, and, I mean, she just dominates. So... Basketball is uh, more so trending towards you know everyone able to shoot from the outside, Greg, and uh, the Aces it's are funny. reinventing the wheel with you the almost, uh, Twin Towers here. You almost reminded me of uh, an open I did for my final college basketball call at Maryland. It was Maryland Duke on senior day, and I wrote this whole open out, and I rarely script my opens, but like I script this open out. It was like, basketball is a game of numbers, and I gave out all these stats about Maryland versus Duke, and it was like, and now, it's number one versus number two. Maryland, Duke, next. It was like an awesome open. How pumped were you? Did you have the goosebumps going on while you're reading it? I probably could find it for you if I it was really <laughs> searched for it. I did. I have the goosebumps listening to it now if I, if I ever could find it. Well, we've got to track that down. We'll play it here on the show. Let's see if I could, let's see if I could find it. I, I'd like to. GS3, who, who you've been, uh, that's, that's the nickname that has been given to you by uh, Royce, the over six foot. You are now GS3. Three G's, three S's in his name. Oh, I have like I, I have like random demos here, but it's not it's not what I'm looking for. Which I agree. Stinks. You want to do two star pitchers? Yep. Let's go right ahead, Frank. Your favorite two star pitchers of the week are. Well, I mentioned one of them. I like Trevor Richards because of the matchups going up against the San Francisco Giants and at the San Diego Padres. The next one up, and I realize this is a scary one, but most two star pitchers are scary. I mean, that's why they're two-star pitchers. They're available because they're very volatile starting pitchers. Lance Lynn going up against the Seattle Mariners at Seattle, a team that has cooled off tremendously in the month of May, and then the Kansas City Royals. These are actually two teams that he has faced in his past two starts, and he has dominated both of them. So I'm looking at Lance Lynn's second, Greg, and then the third one, if I had to throw one out there, I'm going to look at Daniel Norris, who's going up against the Baltimore Orioles at Baltimore and the Atlanta Braves at Atlanta. I don't love that one as much. It's more of a deeper league play, a 15-teamer. 
maybe, you know, obviously AL only is probably already owned. But, uh, yeah, I would rank it in that order. I would rank it uh, Trevor Richards, Lance Lynn, and then Daniel Norris. And I give you a bunch of guys who I don't like this week. Sure, it's almost just as helpful. Michael Waka at Philly and versus Chicago. Michael Waka is an absolute disaster. And those are just two really tough matchups. So I don't really want to get involved there. Brad Keller has been up and down, you know, mostly bad this year. He's been walking a lot of guys. And he does face the White Sox, a start that he might be able to do okay against because they do strike out a lot. But then at Texas, I really do worry about him there. Jeff Samarja, I'll throw his name out there. I'm on the fence here because, I mean, you always have question marks when it comes to Samarja. The shark. But he's at Miami and at Baltimore. So the matchups are actually pretty good, but if you look at the splits, he has a sub-3 ERA at home. He has an ERA over 4.5 on the road. He's, if I had to choose a fourth starting pitcher that I like, he's, he's probably the one. He's, I'm on the fence with him because his road splits are not good, but he is going up against Miami. Michael Pineda versus the Brewers and the Rays. That just speaks for itself. I don't love that. Uh, Aaron Sanchez at Tampa Bay at Colorado. Just don't really like those matchups. Jeffrey Rodriguez at Boston at, at the Chicago White Sox. Again, I can see him being okay against the White Sox, but at the Red Sox, uh, the Battle of the Sox, he gets the uh, Red Sox and White Sox next week. Don't love that. Merrill Kelly shouldn't be on your roster at Colorado versus New York Mets. Uh, Adam Plutko at Boston at Chicago White Sox. And I'll throw this one your name. He's actually pitched much better over his last three starts. Jose Urania at Washington at San Diego. So the matchup is the same thing as Trevor Richards, obviously. Um, well, it's not because he pitches early in the week, but I don't know how Jose Urania has been to even like, think about it, to be honest with you. <laughs> I was looking this up, and I saw that, you know, when you look at the two-star pitchers over on CBS, they show you what their ERA is over the last three starts, and Jose wow. Urania has actually been pretty good. Dude, Urania's been a lot better than just his last three starts. Like, I didn't even realize how good he's been. He, in his last seven starts, he has six quality starts. He's got a 1.89 ERA over his last three. Can I interest you in any uh, Urania? Yes, absolutely. I'm very interested in Jose Washington Urania. and San Diego. Huh. Washington... A tougher matchup now than they were a week ago because everyone is part of the lineup. I mean, they're still losing games, but not really the easiest lineup to maneuver your way through. So, you're interested. Very interested. I mean, would you rank him over, uh, would you rather use him over Daniel Norris, who's at Baltimore, at Atlanta? I would. I mean, you look at Urania, he's just going deeper into games. Yeah. He's pitched at least six innings in each of his last eight starts. Would you rather Urania than Jeff Samarja, who's at Miami, at Baltimore? I think that's a good one. Probably, probably not. I'd probably rather have Samarja, I think. Okay. Um, so it seems like I'm a little bit higher on Daniel Norris than you are. Which is ridiculous because I'm the Daniel Norris guy. <laughs> I, I, I try to bring Daniel Norris to your attention every week. Yes. Uh, but even more than so Baby Shark. We really Shark have here. a five. We have like a, a five. Even more than Baby Shark here, Frank. Jose Urania is. He really goes deep in the games. Probably because the Marlins bullpen sucks. But. Yeah. I'm very impressed by this. I, I did not realize this. Trevor Richards, Lance Lynn, yeah. Jose Urania, yep. Samarja, Daniel Norris. Those are probably the five. Is he Uran- you said Urania? Yes. Okay. He's in the mix. Okay. So those are the five that we're looking at that we like, and all the other ones, not really in on. All the other- have a few single-star pitchers as well, Greg. I'll just throw them out there. Sure. Drew Pomeranz at Miami, John Means versus Detroit, Pablo Lopez versus San Francisco, Andrew Kashner versus San Francisco as well. Sure, I agree with all those. Uh, take those flyers uh, when you have them. How has John Means been as of late? So now we, uh, he was a big thing for a little while. Yeah, I think he's uh, struggled a little bit more his, his past couple he's of He's been times. okay. 
But he's been okay. Tonight at Colorado is obviously That's a disaster waiting to happen. He's going to inflate his numbers a little bit. But yeah, last time out against Cleveland, where we thought that was a, a, a better spot for him to pitch, three earned runs over five. Meh. You know, only one strikeout versus three walks. So not really the best performances there from John Means. But against the Angels, it's timeout before that. Six innings, one run ball. Timeout before that, Boston. Seven innings, one run ball. So John Means, one start against Detroit. Not really scared of the Tigers lineup. So I do like John Means if you're in a deeper league and you need a single start pitcher with a good matchup. Um, teams with seven games next week. Greg, there's a team with eight games. How about that? Team with eight games <laughs> next week. It's the Pittsburgh Pirates. How about that? Yeah. Gregory Polanco, get him in your lineup. And I think it's worth mentioning, Greg, that Corey Dickerson... Brian Reynolds, get him in your lineup? Maybe. So, I mean, I have pause because Corey Dickerson's going on a rehab assignment tonight. Mm. And he's going to kind of come in here and throw a screwball because I think that their outfield is they should go with their best three. And, and you know, Ryan Reynolds is playing well. And I think they should see what they have in the kid. He hit a three-run home run the other day, a pinch hit three-run homer. I think that their outfield should be Marte, Polanco, and Brian, and Brian Reynolds. But where, where does that leave Corey Dickerson? That's the question. I don't, I don't think that he's just going to like fall by the way. I don't know. I agree. I agree. And Monkey Cabrera hasn't been terrible. They'd probably keep him around on the roster too. So kind of sucks. Can, uh, can I interest you in stashing Corey Dickerson right now? No. No, you're not. I'm, not, I'm out of for you. No, nah, not really. All right. Sorry. I think in Roto, look, five it's, outfielders, it's for batting. <laughs> I, love, I love it. We always preface it with this five outfielders, Roto, 12 teams, 15 teams. You're always trying to find outfielders, man. You're That's what you say. Uh, teams, a lot of teams have seven games next week, including. The D-backs, the Red Sox, the White Sox, the Reds, the Indians, the Rockies, the Royals, Angels, Dodgers, Marlins, Mets, Yankees, Mariners, Rays, Rangers. Yes, and there's only one team with five games next week, and that is the Atlanta Braves. So if you're on the fence with any of their hitters, I can't really imagine who because Acuna's staying in your lineup, Freddie Freeman's staying in your lineup. The way Austin Riley's playing, he's staying in your lineup. Josh Donaldson, maybe he's on the fence. Probably get him in there. Ozzie Albies, maybe he's the one. Ozzy Albies, Greg, has uh, been scuffling here. Dansby Swanson as well. So those are probably the two that, are, that you're on the fence with. Uh, maybe Marcakis too. But it's worth mentioning those, those players only have five games next week on the Atlanta Braves. Frank, who do you want me to pick up against you? Actually, my average always sucks. I'm picking up Mitch Moreland. My average on this team is awful. Okay. Well, I think you're beating me in batting average this week. So. Well, I am, somehow. <laughs> I, 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 yeah, I, I've, I've been riddled with injuries, so. It's been a struggle here for me. I've been without Aaron Judge all year. Greg, what do you have going on this weekend? Big Memorial Day weekend. I got a lot going on this weekend, actually. Oh, man. I got a lot going on this weekend. Um, you tell. We got... Uh, I'm going to somebody's birthday party tonight in Jersey. Can I come? Uh, I can ask if you'd like. No, that's all right. All right. <laughs> it's really far I just don't me. really have plans. I'll probably get you in. Nah, you yeah, it might just be like a... We've dubbed that when we play MLB The Show and drink beer at the same time. It's not beers and gears. It's, it's, uh, it's brew chise. Instead of franchise, you play franchise mode, we play brew chise. I'm out. Well, if, if, if you tried it, you'd probably love it, Greg. We do a fantasy draft. We draft a bunch of players we like on the team. We drink beers. We sit around, and we play MLB The Show. That might be on the agenda tonight. Sounds like that's exactly what's on the agenda tonight, Frank. I haven't told Kingy yet. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why I say Maybe. You have, to see, you have to see what your plans are. Yes. Yeah, that makes sense. I don't think there's a lot going on, though, tonight. Um, tomorrow, uh, we're taking engagement pictures. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
Are you excited for that? Probably not. Is there like a bunch of pictures of like the hands and the rings? Uh, I hope not. No, no. I, 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 honestly, I didn't really want to do them, but we had, they're already You included. have to like rent a tuxedo just to take No, no. no I'm, wearing, I'm, wearing, I'm wearing jeans and a shirt. Okay. Yeah. Did, did, did Judy sign off on that? She picked out the shirt. <laughs> All right, Greg. <laughs> uh, then we're going to my mom's. Um, on Saturday? On Saturday evening. I thought your mom was in... She does. She's selling the house that she still had here in Jersey, so I had to pack up stuff. So she's getting rid of it. Um, and then Sunday, I'm going to go to Jet Fan Jeff's for a little bit, hang out, some barbecue type stuff. Okay. And then Monday. Big barbecue weekend, obviously. And my dad, going to my dad's house on Monday, uh, we're doing surf and turf. He's going to make some scallops with steak. Oh. Huh. Busy weekend. I mean, I still, I got to get out there to, uh, to Robbie's. Yeah, to Robbie's, yeah. You got to get, you, I love tequila. I love, love steak. Hey, there will be tequila. There'll be probably some tequila lemonade. You gotta set I'm that gonna, up eventually. Yeah, of I course. Wanna, I want to spend uh, spend a, spend a spend day a day at Robbie Sus. You gotta set it up. No women either. Sure. You're not bringing Kinga. Just You're beer. not bringing Judy. Just beers. Just dudes. And beer and tequila. Brews and dudes. My dad's girlfriend might be there, but he, she lives. No, there. she's not allowed. I'm kicking her out. <laughs> <You're right. laughs> Brews and dudes. He'll be happy to have you. He'll be happy. What are you doing this weekend? A big grilling weekend, Greggy. I have like two barbecues going on at love the same it. time that I might bounce back and forth between on Saturday. Uh, we got AEW Double or Nothing. That's very, right. very excited. We got Game Six of the Bucks and the Raptors Sunday. I gotta fill a void. There's no Game of Thrones anymore, so I gotta figure that out. I might go to the Yankee game on Monday on Memorial Day. Giancarlo Stanton Bobblehead Day for Stanton's biggest fan. Tickets are really expensive though, man. Like Memorial Forty Day, man. bucks, the cheapest tickets. Have a great weekend. We'll do it all again on Tuesday. We hope.